Welcome to Book Me, sponsored by Nimbus Publishing. I'm Costas Halavrezos. Today, Alexandra Harrington, author of The Last Time I Saw Her. In the words of Charlotte, the protagonist in The Last Time I Saw Her, Everyone had a moment in their life they could point to and say, this is where everything changed. Everything divided into before this and after this. And while we learn of this event early in the novel, it takes many revelations and reversals before we discover who was responsible for the event which changes the lives of a whole cohort of teens on the cusp of adulthood. The last time I saw her is Alexandra Harrington's first novel, and she joins us now. Welcome to Book Me. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Very well. Now, when you were a teen, did you read many young adult novels? I definitely did. I read constantly. I was writing constantly. And I think, especially when you're young, you typically want to read about people your age and, you know, relate to them, I guess. As an adult, I actually still read mostly YA. I think middle grade and young adult are some of the best work that's out there right now. I think that's like such a huge industry. And I just think it's, I guess, really impressive to sort of write something that resonates with a lot of people, but doesn't necessarily exclude younger groups because of content or subject or whatever. And yeah, I just, I love young adult stories and even middle grade and children's and stuff like that. Well, back in the days when you were starting to read young adult novels and bringing us up to the present, have you seen an evolution in the content in young adult novels? I think certainly, like, I think there's like such a wide spectrum now of young adult because you can get as young as like 11 and 12 in young adult and then you can even go up to like I would say my book is sort of the more mature end of maybe the YA um, range and I think now it's so important to have like different voices coming out in YA and you have like such so much more diversity in authors you're seeing a lot more complex and just amazing beautiful stories coming out of YA and just because a book is written for a young adult audience doesn't necessarily make those themes any less complex or even you know the connection that a a reader might have um, with a young adult story doesn't make that connection any less valid. I think young adult is just one of the most important genres right now. The last time I saw her is set in River John, Nova Scotia, a (laughs) village on the Northumberland Strait, and even before we get to the characters, that setting seems to create tensions for the young people, uh, which are, I suspect are familiar in any small community in Atlantic Canada. T- tell us about the choices young people there have to make. Yeah, I think, I think like in any small town, you might grow up with feelings of isolation or maybe feeling like you don't necessarily have a sense of the rest of the world. Uh, and then even conversely, paired with being a teenager and that feeling of invincibility, maybe when you're a teenager, you might kind of feel like this is your entire universe in a positive way. So I think that in a small town, when you're confronted with making decisions about the future, it can be scary because small town life might be all that you've known and in a close-knit community, which is the way that those small towns usually are. So that brings a certain amount of security. Yeah, exactly. It can be scary to consider breaking away from that community. And especially just like in a small town, again, everyone is... Not in a bad way, but everyone is quite involved with one another, I think. So that has a lot of, yeah, it's like a security blanket to have that whole community. The main characters are Charlotte, the girl who's been her best friend for years, Sophie, and Sophie's former boyfriend, Max. Tell us about the disastrous event that sets the plot in motion for them and and for so many others. 
Charlotte's best friend Sophie and then Sophie's boyfriend at the time, um, Max, are involved in a car accident um, that leaves Sophie seriously injured. And following the accident, Sophie uses a wheelchair. And then following that, this trio of friends sort of all have to, I guess, navigate life following this accident. Sophie as a new wheelchair user, Max kind of grappling with these feelings of guilt and anxiety since he was driving the car, Um, and then Charlotte's feelings of helplessness as she wasn't there and she isn't really sure how to help her friends in any way, and they're all kind of trying to figure out how they all fit together. Well, Charlotte leaves River John shortly after the accident without telling Sophie, her best friend, (laughs) or Max, and we learn she's gone to a private school funded by some mysterious benefactor What happens when she returns, just as unannounced as her departure, at the end of the school year? So, yeah, so she comes back, um, as you said, with, like, no word to anybody. Very brave. (laughs) Um, So she, Sophie, rightfully, feels entirely abandoned by, you know, Charlotte's departure. Charlotte's been her best friend since they were in elementary school. Then when Charlotte returns, Sophie wants nothing to do with her and is not really interested in having any sort of relationship with her. Um, And the book, I guess, fundamentally is kind of about these two young women trying to repair their broken relationship and just like how intense those friendships can be. You really excavate the psychological issues there in great detail. Um, That was like sort of my goal for the story was to, I really wanted a book that was at its core about a friendship between two young women. I was once a teenage girl. I know how intense those friendships can be and how you just feel like that is your whole life. They can be the best things in the world, but sometimes they can really rearrange your whole life. And I'm proud of that. I wanted to fundamentally have this story be about two girls and their friendship. There's more than a a touch of the detective novel in the last time I saw her. Uh, What one of the characters calls uh, ultimatums, lies, and secrets. There's a lot of misdirection going on here. Uh, Of the many things you have to consider as a first-time novelist, how challenging was it to construct that plot? So I grew up, like, obsessed with Nancy Drew. So I think a lot of it came from that. And I still am obsessed with Nancy Drew. And I think... I had been working on this story for so long. I was, I think, 14 when I first started it. And at a certain point, it's almost like you're kind of working backwards. Like I had the general story and then you can kind of fill in the blanks working backwards, particularly as the characters became more developed. A lot of it comes from working from their motivations and thinking what makes sense here, how, like what would benefit this character through this action and that sort of thing. And then that's kind of the fun part of writing a mystery. You can like sprinkle in little hints or, you know, fun things that if you read it a second time, you're like, oh, that makes entire sense. Well, the characters are anything but one dimensional. I found my feelings changing towards each of them through the story. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that you say that. I just really wanted to show, particularly with like sort of the four main characters, to include Charlotte's brother, like just how, you know, motivations and things like that can really affect, obviously, why you do things and how you act. And you don't ever know anyone's kind of whole story. And especially like with a character like Charlotte, well, she is like our narrator and main character. She sometimes, you know, (laughs) does bad stuff and makes decisions that she regrets. I wanted to show basically characters doing things that maybe as a reader you didn't agree with, but then being able to kind of paint in like why they did it. And even if you didn't agree with what they did, at least understanding them. Now, you mentioned that uh, the Nancy Drew mysteries <laughs> were, were an influence on you. Did that have anything to do with you going and getting a journalism degree? I think a little bit. I think maybe uh, way back in the day in high school when I was 
considering my university degree, I was like, oh, I can become an investigative journalist, segue into private investigator, and then before <laughs> I know it, I'm Nancy Drew myself. So. <laughs> Wait, but was writing news and current affairs uh, when you were taking your journalism degree, was that something that might have affected your writing style? I think writing in journalism school, like, showed me like a whole kind of different side to writing because I had been writing fiction since I was fiction in air quotes, but <laughs> since I was like eight years old. Um, Making so, stuff up. Yes, exactly. So writing in journalism is obviously very different. It's more technical and you certainly cannot make stuff up. I really liked the technical writing that I learned in journalism school. Like I love editing and grammar and all that stuff, but honestly, I was never very good at journalism. <laughs> um, I uh, one time sat down with a professor from my creative nonfiction class, which is the only corner of journalism where you do have a little creative license. Right. And I remember sitting down with him and him just saying, this is the only good thing that you've written for journalism school. <laughs> because it was Such just, candor. It, yeah, or maybe not the only good thing, but one of the better things. Yes. Yeah, because that was my only opportunity to sort of use that creative muscle, I guess, in journalism school. <laughs> you mentioned the fourth main character, and that is Sean, Charlotte's mm -hmm. brother. And they're living in an almost feral setting. There's no adult supervision. Their mother left a long time ago, then their father died. Then they're dealing with all these traumatic events. What did you want to show us through their situation? Like I would say secondary to the Charlotte and Sophie relationship, at least to me in the story, is Sean and Charlotte as brother and sister. And I wanted to just show like a complex and fraught sibling relationship, which they certainly have. Um, Sean was actually one of my favorite characters in the story to like write and kind of meditate on his motivations and personality and stuff like that because he is sort of grappling with having to be this parent figure to Charlotte while also only being like 22 and obviously as a young person himself basically having to kind of play off that theme again of navigating your life after something changes everything. There also seem to be some issues of class here when we get to know the characters better and their families. What were you hoping to explore there? Not to get like super into like classism or, or poverty in the book or anything like that, but I guess Charlotte in particular, she sometimes compares herself in her situation to like Sophie or Max, Max coming from like a wealthy family, um, whereas Charlotte is like living with her older brother with no parental figures, as you said. So I think that's just another way to sort of juxtapose the characters to each other. Um, to again see how you might be motivated, how the characters might be motivated by their social situation. How a character like Max, who is more well off than Charlotte is, doesn't necessarily have to make these hard decisions that maybe some of the other characters might have to. One final and very difficult question for you to answer <laughs> Alexandra or Lexi? <laughs> well, I, I started writing this book when I was so young. My family and my friends grew up calling me Lexi, and like most people do still call me Lexi, but I think Alexandra just sounds a little bit more mature and fancy and adult-like, and I think it a little bit helps me, you know, get my head around that this book that I started writing when I was 14 is now going to be out in the world as a young adult myself. <laughs> well, congratulations, Alexandra, and thanks for uh, joining us on Book Me. Thank you so much for having me. Alexandra Harrington is the author of The Last Time I Saw Her, it's a Vagrant Press title, published by Nimbus.
If you'd like to comment on today's podcast with Alexandra, or Lexi as her friends call her, our email address is info at bookmepodcast.ca. Want to listen in on more conversations with the authors, illustrators, editors, and designers who create books in Atlantic Canada? We have dozens on bookmepodcast.ca. Pass the word. We also post an alert on Instagram and Twitter every time a new conversation is added. If you're in the Lunenburg County area, you can hear one of our podcasts every evening on the nonprofit radio station CHLU 93.7 FM, just before sign-off around 9 o'clock. Book Me is sponsored by Nimbus Publishing. The last time I saw Laura Hines, she was taking great care of the podcast's digital life. I'm Costas Halavrezos. Now, let's go read. Read.